I'm really excited for us because all spiritual gifts are, are uh, they're, they're for others. All spiritual gifts are for strengthening and building up so that when we use the spiritual gifts, others feel more in love with Jesus. They feel the presence of Jesus. They grow deeper in love with him. And so when, we're man, when, when the spirits are manifesting a gift or we're using a gift, um, what's gonna happen is that person is gonna feel like Jesus himself was standing there or Jesus heard you or, or Jesus is power, Jesus is practical care, but Jesus is manifesting through your gift for them so that you're built up and so that you love Jesus more. That's, that's really exciting. And so our mission as a church is to make Jesus known. And, and one of the ways we do that is through just using our spiritual gifts. Now, um, most often we're, we're using our gifts. Like, like just so you know, if you're brand new to the faith, when a person believes in Jesus, so we believe that, you know, we were made for relationship with God and we lost that relationship with through sin and God has come to rescue and redeem us. So Jesus came as God to live the perfect life, die to pay for our sin. And when he rose again, he tells his disciples that when he, when he goes back into heaven, they're gonna have greater power because Jesus is gonna continue his mission to see more people meet him and his kingdom come through the church by the spirit. So what happens is Jesus goes into heaven and the Holy Spirit comes on the early church. They believe in Jesus and they've been given a spirit-filled life. And what the Holy Spirit does is he makes you alive to Jesus. You all of a sudden love him. You wanna worship him more than anything else. You wanna read your Bible. You wanna get to know him. You wanna commune with him. You're praying. You're just, you love other believers. That's the Holy Spirit. And so another thing that the Holy Spirit gives the church is spiritual gifts. Now, this is really important. We're gonna say this throughout the whole series is that to live a spirit-filled life, you need to have three things that the Holy Spirit's always doing in your life. One is he's growing the character of Jesus. That's called spiritual fruit. And so in everything that God allows to come into your life, he's growing your character so that you become more like Jesus. So you can read about the fruits of the spirit in Galatians, like love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. So to live a spirit-filled life, you have spiritual fruit. Where that grows most often is when you're spending time in what we've talked about as before called spiritual disciplines. That's when you're communing with the Father. That's when you're reading the Bible, you're fasting, you're praying. It's disciplines that the Bible shows us that when we're doing them, we, we get more communion and flow from God. And then spiritual gifts are what we do to minister to others with great power, greater frequency, so that Jesus is manifesting through the character disciplines for the building up of the body. Okay, I said a lot there, but this is really important. Every time we talk about spiritual gifts, that you think about it like you know uh, a three-legged stool. All three need to be fully happening for for you, for that to work. Okay, so. Um, what else do I need to say before we get into it? Um, nothing. That's perfect. That was perfect intro. Okay. <laughs> Write that down if somewhere. That was a perfect intro. Um, here's what I want to do though. Before we pray, um, cause we need to pray. I, I want you to join me in prayer on two things. And here's what I want to ask you to pray. And I want you to sincerely pray this. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit that, that God himself would excite you in your heart to hear about all the spiritual gifts. And, and, and that we're not coming in here 
or in the next three weeks, learning about all the spiritual gifts with this. I kind of want to hear what mine is or how does this work? And, but we're excited as a church to hear all the spiritual gifts. And here's why the spirit is in this, in this room, in all of us. And he's beautifully designed us to be interdependent. We're going to get to that sermon in a few weeks, but he's designed us to be interdependent and he's designed us to see and glorify God in the diversity of gifts. And so will you pray as we're, as we're going through all the gifts going, oh, that's so beautiful. Like, that's amazing. And what, here's what's going to happen during this whole next three weeks. You're going to be like, oh yeah, she has this gift or he has this gift. And so feel free to point to people during the sermon because, no, but ser- I'm serious because that will actually, t- like people will be like, oh yeah, you know, I think I had that too. And that's oftentimes how you know you have a gift is other people will say, that's yours. So, you know, feel free to point all, all the whole sermon. Uh, secondly, here's this, this one I want you to ask. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, uh, will you show me, reveal, or confirm to me that this is my gift? And so we're gonna look at seven of the gifts and I want, I'm really asking, and I'm gonna pray actually before each one that the Holy Spirit would show us your gift. Uh, because it's really important you know your gift. Paul's heart um, is that you know your gift. He wants you to know your gift. God's heart is that he wants you to know your gift and use your spiritual gifts. There is a danger I'm preaching on spiritual gifts because you can make too much of an emphasis, but at the same time, if you don't, then you won't be using the gift or walking in profound joy that God's given you to love other people. So that's why we're doing this series. So, okay, let's pray. So you're, I'm gonna give you... 30 seconds of silence. And I want you to pray those two things and then I'll pray, okay? Let's pray. Father, I just thank you that you're with us. And Jesus, I just thank you that you have adopted us through dying in our place for our sin and that you have worked that redemption by the power of your Holy Spirit. And so God, you are so glorious and great and we magnify you in using our gifts. We magnifying you in in seeing how you wanna minister to the church and Jesus, you are the head of the church and the body has many parts and we are to be loving one another using our gifts. And I just, I pray as we go through this that you would help me teach, and I pray that you would uh, do your will, be active and manifesting the gifts, showing people what their gifts are. And Lord, I pray for, for, for a work of your spirit. I pray we'd walk out of here going, oh my goodness, like God really used this person or this prayer or this point in the sermon in my life. And so I just, I ask for that, Lord. We, we're here because we wanna meet with you and I, I just pray you'd, we would. And thank you, just thank you for the songs we got to sing. Like, you know, your all glory and power is yours. And, and so we just, we ask that that would be shown as we seek you in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so how are we gonna do this? So um, those who have preached or taken the time to actually teach or preach on 
uh, all the spiritual gifts, normally what they will do is they will take all the spiritual gifts and they will cluster them or categorize them. So some um, really well-known preachers have categorized them as like, these are more prophetic teaching gifts. And then there's kingly organizing type gifts. And then there's priestly pastoral gifts. Others have organized the spiritual gifts in clusters or categories based on where you'll see the manifestation in size. So some gifts are like, this is more of a one-on-one gift or a small group gift or a corporate gift. And so those are really helpful ways. Um, There's two brothers that I've learned from a lot who I think have organized the spiritual gifts in a more helpful, effective way, which is the route we're gonna take for the next three weeks. And here's uh, here's a list of the spiritual gifts and how we're gonna organize the gifts. We're gonna look at love gifts, uh, word gifts, and power gifts, okay? And so we'll have all this up. I'll put this in the community group notes so that you can just download this tomorrow if you wanna get more specifically. Um, but, let's, but let's get into this. So love gifts, what are the love gifts? Love gifts, they are those that when the spirit is manifesting them, people feel in very practical ways the love and care of God. So these gifts... They just ooze love. They reflect in very practical ways. Here's what God's love is. These are like the foot washing gifts, the service gifts. Um, They tend to actually be the most common spiritual gifts in a local church. And we need love gifts. Paul, in in his letter, will say these are the... These are the gifts that are indispensable, okay? Then there's word gifts, okay? Word gifts, really quick, they clarify the nature, the character, the action, the purposes of God. Um, This is when the Holy Spirit is empowering a man or a woman to take the word of God and with um, just great clarity and effect, teach and encourage and evangelize. And and so we're all called, again, I'm gonna say this throughout the sermon, but we're all called to, you know, uh, encourage. We're all called to teach. We're all called to evangelize and share our faith, but some with, with word gifts, just do it with greater uh, power, frequency, and just get this profound joy and feeling the presence of Jesus when they do it, okay? Then there's uh, uh, power gifts, okay? Power gifts demonstrate the living, active, and immediate presence and reality of God, okay? Let me say it this way. Um, they're, they're all power gifts. They're all the Spirit's power they're all should be word guided gifts and they all should be done in love. But with power gifts, there's a more dazzling in the moment in how they're manifesting, like as if God was, was speaking in a revelatory way. And so these gifts like healing, prophecy, words of knowledge, uh, faith, that kind of thing, these are power gifts, okay? So here's the key, okay? Here's the key. Similar to spiritual disciplines, spiritual fruit and spiritual gifts, all being holding up a stool, all of these gifts, all 21, power gifts, word gifts, and love gifts need to all be uh, equally and, and wondrously being manifest in the church for, for us to be a healthy church, okay? If there were a church where there's just way more power gifts, there's no word, what happens to a stool? It falls over. If you're a church that's all about word gifts, right? Everything's teaching, teaching, encouragement, and, and you have no power gifts or love gifts. You're legalistic and you look like the Pharisees, but you got truth, right? Like you can just see all the church needs all these gifts happening uh, all at once. Okay. I believe we can grow in the power gifts, but that's just something to pray about. All right. Okay. You ready? We're doing this. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at, we're going to look at four love gifts and two word gifts today. Next week, we're going to finish the word gifts and get into some power gifts. And then the third week we'll do the power gifts. Very cool. Okay, so here you go. 
The first gift we're gonna look at is the gift of administration or guidance. Okay, I'm gonna pray before each gift. So I'm gonna pray right now. Jesus, I just ask that right now that if, that if there are some in here who have the spiritual gift of administration or guidance, that you would excite them, reveal that to them. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would show them even in the next week or two where you want them to use that gift in greater measure. But I just pray for an encouraging time for them as we look through this in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so what I wanna do is I wanna show us in the Bible where the gifts are, and then we're gonna unpack in most of them what the Greek words mean. And then what we have to do is we have to kind of go back from church history, uh, teaching about how, how this gift is often most manifest. You see it in the book of Acts, and when we see it in the book of Acts, we'll go there and show you the gift. But uh, that's what we're gonna do. So here's the first one, gift of administration or guidance, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. It'll be on the screen. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, here it is, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. This is great. God has appointed this wonderful gift of administration. And, and, and if you notice, that gift is listed right next to the supportive gift, na namely the gift of help. So here's what's really fascinating about the, of this word administration. Um, it's, it's the Greek word that translates helmsman or pilot. Okay, let me show you where this is used. In Acts 27, 11, we read this, but the centurion paid more attention to the helmsman, the pilot, and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. So that's where that word is used elsewhere in the Bible. So let's talk about this. A helmsman, they're the persons guiding a ship to its destination or goal. So the person at the helm carries out the instructions of the captain. And this is huge because they're not the captain. The, the person with the gift of administrations, they, they don't want to lead. They don't want to deviate from the mission given by God. It's really important to know that it's not a leadership gift, although there will be managing and, and aspects of leadership involved. Um, this is a supportive gift. So people with the gift of administration, they come alive when they're like, how do we take this vision and get it from point A to point B? Like they can't wait. Okay. So here's one definition of the gift. The gift of administration involves a capacity to manage details of service functions so as to support and free those in leadership to prioritize their efforts. Um, Bruce Bugby describes this gift as the divine enablement to understand what makes an organization function and the special ability to plan and execute procedures that accomplish the goals of the ministry. Okay, so let me ask you, is this you? Like, do you get profound spiritual joy? Like you almost feel fulfilled as a Christian when you see a vision take off. Like when you can just see where it's gonna go and you not only know where the ministry needs to take place or an event needs to happen, whatever it is, you have the desire, this is the key, desire to make that happen. Like that just, it comes alive in you. You're almost like, let me take this, let me take it, pick me. That's you. If you have the spiritual gift, you just come alive and, and um, it's, now here's, the, this is really important. It's not just a natural gift. Okay, a lot of people have this, a gift to be organized and you know, like they're built to be more type A. Um, here's how you know you have the gift. People around you feel loved and built up. Like people around you can't wait. For, they, when you walk in the room, they're like, oh my goodness, this is gonna happen because they're here. 
they're gonna make sure this goes from here to here. And people feel loved and encouraged around you uh, when you're president. Okay, are you the kind of person that when, when leaders get to lead, preachers get to preach, the church is moving smoothly, you feel like a, just a deep love for Jesus. Um, if this you, I wanna say this, you gloriously exalt and reflect the creator God. I mean, think about the working of redemption and the administration of the gift of, of God three in one to do the entire universe. Like that's just so powerful. Now, let me say a few things. Depending on the season of life, I would encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit how to use this gift for the mission of the Shore Church, your community group, and your family. And I wanna add personally, um, leaders need this gift. Leaders get into big trouble when they think they have this gift and they don't, okay? And here's the, here's the thing. I just wanna say pastors oftentimes and leaders oftentimes on their plate is like 70 to 80% administrative tasks and that's not what they're gifted to do. And so the people with the spiritual gift of administration need to approach pastors and leaders who have a vision and say, let me in, I got this. And because, because that pastor should be spending 80 percent, 80% of his time doing what gifts he's been given to do. So uh, here's what I want to say. You're critical. Like if you have the gift of administration in this room, just let the Holy Spirit say to you, I love you. This is critical. Say something. Okay, cool. All right. Second spiritual gift. This is how we're going to do it. I hope you guys are okay. If you need to stand up, do it. Um, spiritual gift of second one we're going to look at is helps. Uh, spiritual gift helps serving uh, or hospitality. A version of helps is hospitality. We'll unpack it, but let me pray. Jesus, I just ask right now that if uh, those who have the spiritual gift of helps, I know so many of them in here, I just pray in Jesus' name that you would just spark, manifest, show them that this is their gift. And I pray that they would sense the pleasure of the Father. And I just pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so uh, this gift I believe is one of the most commonly given gifts to every local church that, that many of you, everyone has at least one gift. Oftentimes you will have, if you have the gift of helps, you'll have more than this gift, but this is an incredible gift. So it's actually mentioned three times in the Bible. Let me show you them all. First Corinthians 12, 28. And God has appointed in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing. Here it is, helping. In 1 Peter 4, 10 to 11, Peter, one of Jesus' closest friends, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of, God various, as, of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. Here it is. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. Paul also includes this in Romans. So I'll show you this as well. He says, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. What's the command here? Let us use them. Use them, okay? If prophecy, use it in proportion to our faith. Here it is. If service in our serving. This is, I believe, the heartbeat needed for every mission and every local church to run in all its capacities and purpose. So let me, let me just show you the Greek word for helps. It's, it's one of the most gospel-saturated, soaking, beautiful words. It's a word that means to take the burden off someone else and place it on oneself. Like the gift of helps refers to the capacity to, listen, this is really key, unselfishly meet the needs of others in very practical ways. 
It's so it's if you you know you have the gift of of helps when you love to serve behind the scenes. You don't want anyone to know. You want uh, you want to serve so that other people can do you know, their thing, you don't want any credit. Um, I think a lot of our teams on Sunday morning have, have this spiritual gift. They're the foot washers. A version of this is hospitality, okay? This one blows my mind. Some of you have it. But if you're the, per- you, okay, the person with the gift of hospitality, you're the person who thinks, you know what, be, you would be amazing? This is what you think. I wanna invite tons of people over and then I wanna cook the entire day for them and then while serving them the entire night, I can't wait to clean up after. All while feeling the holy presence of God the whole night. If that's you, that's you have the gift of hospitality, right? It's, I don't know how that works, but like administration, you just can't wait. It, the gift of helps is, is encouraging others to just be, to, you just want to be around. So is this you? Are you the person who immediately, wherever you, wherever you go, wherever there's Christians or any community group or church, you... You just like, oh, I wanna serve, I wanna help, I can help, I can do this, can I help? You just love it. It, enable, you, it gives you profound joy. Now let me say this, if you're married to a person who has a spiritual gift of helps, that's stressful. <laughs> because here's the thing about the gift of helps, they can't say no. Like, like you really have to know if you have the spiritual gift of helps that you need other people to say, hmm, you're already doing a lot, okay? Um, and and I, here's, this is really important, I'll say this, that Jesus said this in John 5, I only do what the Father is, is telling me to do. And with the spiritual gift of helps, you need, to, you need to spend more time praying and ask the Holy Spirit. Like, cause you'll just wanna go. You'll just be like, I'm in. And, and but should you? So you should use your gifts, but some people, the gift of helps, they overuse it and then they get bitter. And you have to watch that. And let me say two more things on this. Uh, I'm gonna try not to be off script too much, but, um, Make sure that, that if you see someone serving in this way, don't stop them. Like the Holy Spirit really wants to use them. Like let them serve the body. Like if they're like, let me clean up, be like, okay, in Jesus' name, you can clean up, go. Yeah, and then let them, because they can't wait. They wanna help uh, and let them use their gift. Like if someone's like, hey, I, I wanna, can I teach you something from there? You'd be like, no, I don't need that right now. You'd be like, oh, okay. But same with gift of helps. And let me say this, if you know someone who has a spiritual gift of helps, say thank you a lot. Say thank you a lot. I wanna say to you, you're so critical to the Shore Church. We could not be the Shore Church without you served tirelessly and I love you and I'm thankful for you and Jesus sees you. Okay, third gift, third love gift is the gift of mercy. The gift of mercy. Let me pray, Jesus, I just wanna just thank you that we're hearing from you and I pray that, that right now as we Unpack the spiritual gift of mercy, Holy Spirit, those who have this gift, I pray that you would reveal to them, you would spark in them. Lord, you would even have others nudge or, or point. And uh, just, I, I just pray for a blessing as we unpack this one in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, spiritual gift of mercy, Romans 12. Again, we, have, we wanna anchor ourselves in the scriptures. The one who exhorts in his exhortation the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Okay, mercy, as one put it, is about compassion and pity. Uh, mercy sees what someone needs even before they'd even see it. Like you just know they're in need or you know they're hurting. See Peter Wagner, although I don't love all his theology, he, he has a great definition. He says this, 
Mercy is a special ability that God gives to certain members of the body of Christ to feel that you'll feel it. Those with the gift of mercy, you, you have this weight. You feel genuine empathy and compassion for individuals, both Christian and non-Christian, who suffer distress, physical, mental, or emotional problems, and translates that compassion into cheerfully done deeds which reflect Christ's love and alleviating of suffering. You can tell you have this gift when you're drawn to broken people. And, and not just drawn to them, but you're drawn to their pain as to wanting to bring them hope. Even if you don't know what to say or how to do it, your presence is enough. And, and, and you work. Like the Holy Spirit will, will constantly show you hurting, suffering, grieving people, and you will get, you will get not profound spiritual joy, because that's a heavy one, but life. Something will happen where you, it won't drain you, and you'll just get this life because you know God's heart for someone is, is he's given in that to you. John Thompson, in his, in his great book, He's Helped Me Greatly, says this. He points out that the gift is particularly noticeable in those who've been unmerciful before their surrender to Christ. As evidence of the indwelling Holy Spirit, the evidence of the gift of mercy is sometimes surprising, surprising even to those who have been given that gift. That means before you were a Christian, you were not really merciful. You became a Christian and you got the gift of mercy. Okay? If you have this gift, you're beautiful in God's eyes. And I say that very sincerely because this gift is not just an emotion. It's a deep divine love under the power of the Holy Spirit to practice compassion in Jesus' name. In Matthew 9, we read this. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had this word, compassion on them. I know one friend of mine who I served really close with many, many weeks, and she has this gift. And often there wouldn't go a week that would go by where she wouldn't mention to me someone who was in pain and someone who, who was struggling and we could pray for them. Like she just, she brought it up. Here's another verse. In Acts 9, there's a description of this in verse 36, we read this. Now, there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which translated means Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. That's, that's just a great description of, of the gift of mercy. How many of you right away, the Spirit's like, yep, this is you. And you're quickly to discern when someone's not doing well, it breaks your heart. When the Holy Spirit is sparking this, you don't even think about yourself. People with the gift of mercy tend to get run over because they just give everything. Um, now, again, let me just say this. We are all called to involve our lives in the hurting. We're all called to do justice. But gifts of mercy are vital for helping us feel and see what God is breaking for. And we need to listen. Here's the thing with the people with the gift of mercy. If you know they're in your community, please call on them. Ask them to speak because they oftentimes will see something we can't. And that's a spiritual gift. And that's where we're independent. They will see the heart of a matter in a way that's very powerful. Now, if you have this spiritual gift, really important, um, you will tend, because you have a good heart, this is not intentional, but you will tend to be judgmental. If you have the gift of mercy, you will judge other people for not caring as much as you. Like you just will think they don't care. 
It's really important that you see that you don't become bitter because look at what Paul says. It's interesting how Paul says, if you, if you, I'll just say, it's not, you don't have to put it back up, but the one who does acts of mercy, he says, with cheerfulness, with cheerfulness. But you're so vital to the compassion needed in this ministry. My ask is that you would help us see God's heart where we need it and don't get bitter. Don't get bitter when you're doing it. Okay, fourth, love gift, okay? The gift of giving. This is a spiritual gift. Let me pray. Jesus, I just ask right now, those who have the spiritual gift of giving, that you would, um, I, they don't like to be noticed, but I pray in Jesus' name that you would just prick them and show them this is your spiritual gift, use it. And I pray for this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so the spiritual gift of giving, before we get to a text, I need, okay, I'm gonna repeat myself. We're all called to serve. Like no one should walk in the room and be like, I'm not serving, I don't have the gift, right? No, because again, everything that's not a spiritual gift is a spiritual discipline. We're all called to show mercy. We're all called to be compassionate. And here's the thing, here, when I'm teaching on this one, some, some of you are gonna be like, yeah, it's spiritual gift of giving, it's not my gift, I'm not, I don't need to give. Cool, mm-mm, mm-mm, no. No, no, you do. The Bible's clear is what the Bible says. Every believer is to give sacrificially. Malachi 3.10 says this, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. The resources needed to complete the mission of God through the people of God. Bring it to me. And then he says this, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there's no more need. So I believe that we're all called, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 says, to give from our hearts, to give out of our hearts with cheerfulness, with this principle of 10%, where we give back to God, where it's sacrificial, where it really actually does hurt, and it's a joyous testing of God to go, this is for your kingdom. This is for you out of what you've given me. So we're all called to give. Okay, so what is the gift? Back to spiritual gifts. Romans 12, eight, here it is. The one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity. Here's a great definition. The gift of giving refers to the capacity to give liberally to meet the needs of others and yet to do so with a purity of motive, which senses that the giving is a simple sharing of what God has given. Okay, now, what's amazing about this spiritual gift is not only how the Spirit prof gives profound joy when people do give, but, but what's amazing is how precise and, and sovereign the timing of the giving and how it matches the exact need. And oftentimes that person won't know, but the Spirit will say, you need to give. And oftentimes he'll prompt the person with a spiritual gift of giving with a certain amount, and it's exactly matching the very thing that was needed. There's no waste. People with a spiritual gift of giving are good stewards. They tend to be really good. There's no waste or indulgence. However, they are generous. Um, they, like you, you see this all throughout the book of Acts. For the sake of time, I won't take you to there, but they, there's a few places where some sell the fields and give at the apostles' feet because that's what the church needed in that time. Um, I don't know if you guys remember her, but Sandy, Sandy Ryan, she passed away from cancer last year in February, February 10th. She had the spiritual gift of giving that I've never seen before. So I was a recipient of this, but I remember a few times, like I would be on prayer walks 
and, um, and literally just praying, God, I, I do not know how I'm gonna get through this week with groceries. Like, I, I don't know how I'm gonna make it. And the phone will ring and I'll pick it up and she says, hey, the Holy Spirit just told me to take you to Costco. And I'm like, there's no, and I, but here's the thing. When I hang up with her, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like he heard me. Like that's, this, this is what happens. The, the people with the gift of giving, they're good stewards in that they get profound joy in storing money away, but not so that they can save or they can, you know, uh, use it on themselves because they know God might want to use this for his kingdom. And so they, they typically, if you have this gift, you love living a simple life. You're a good saver, but you're ready. Like you're just like, Holy Spirit, whenever you want, want I'm in. And oftentimes it, it's not perfectly planned, although you're good at like, you know, if, if a prayer request comes in, you pray about it. But oftentimes you'll be in a moment and the spirit will be like, yep, I'm giving. And you'll just know, I gotta give today. I gotta give more, I'm gonna give this much. It just comes. And you just get profound joy in the gift of giving. Nicole Funk, she's helped me a lot in the spiritual gift studies. She's uh, Norm's wife. She, did a, she wrote her own precept study. So women, if you're like, we should try that. She'll give you all her stuff. You can talk to Sabrina. Um, but she writes, a Christian who gives with liberality gives of himself, not for himself. Now, I believe some of you have this gift and you don't know it. And here's why I say that. The gift of giving doesn't come to those with lots of money. Some of us may not have a lot of resources, but we have the gift of giving. So the gift of giving is never tied to how much you have. You just get this love and profound life when you know Jesus has prompted you to give. And, and, and he, and here's how you'll know, he affirms it. He'll affirm it in that person and go, you have no way. You, you don't, you have no idea how much I need. Like it'll, it'll just, yeah. Okay, a quick word if you have this gift, okay? People with the gift of giving tend to, um, how do I say this? Tend to not want to be seen. They, they don't want you to know that they gave. It's like usually anonymous or something like that. That's a good heart. Um, however, here's my challenge to you if, you have, if you have the spiritual gift of giving. One of the things, and it's true of all spiritual gifts that we need to figure out at the short church and grow in is mentoring. So most with this gift will never tell you they have this gift. And so others who have this gift will never see how this gift is used and how other people have grown in the spiritual gift. But 1 Timothy 4.14 says, practice your gifts so that all may see your progress. And right away you're like, mm, not this one. Mm, you have to though. Because there are, there are people who have the gift who wanna learn from you. And so you need to hear, all I ask is that you ask the Holy Spirit to show you and or lead you to others with this spiritual gift of giving so that you can just, hey, how does this happen for you? And okay, if you have that gift, Good, okay. Uh, the gift of teaching. So those are the love gifts. Those are the love gifts. They manifest the love of God in very practical ways. Uh, now we're gonna look at two of the word gifts. Okay, good, good. Let me pray. Jesus, I just, I thank you that you have given the gifts to the church for the building of the body. And I thank you for your word gifts. I think of Jesus, how you lived your life. You lived your life fully empowered by the, the Spirit. And Father, you showed through Jesus, empowering with the Spirit, the love of God. 
Like Jesus, you're the radiance of the glory of God. And so you in living your life showed us all the gifts. You manifested all the gifts. And I just, I thank you for just the way you have had mercy and that led you to the cross, the way you served and modeled that and said the greatest among you will be your servant. And I, I just, I, I thank you for just the way that you had a perfect plan, Father, and you kept revealing that administration to Jesus as he went from village to village. He knew where he was going. And Father, you are the greatest giver. You gave Jesus. And Jesus, you came. And the first thing we read in the Gospels is that you came proclaiming the kingdom of God. You came teaching and preaching about the truth of what God is doing and who God is. And we need these spiritual gifts. And so I ask that if there are those in here who have the spiritual gift of teaching, that you would show them that and they would be faithful to say and ask you where that you want them to use that gift for the building of your body. So reveal the spiritual gift of teaching in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Romans 12, verse six. Having gifts, again, we're doing a series on spiritual gifts. So that's obviously what we're focusing on. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. What's the word? Let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches, very obviously, in his teaching. 1 Corinthians 12, here's another place. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping. Notice the context there, and we'll get to this when we get to it exegetically, uh, is gifts. This speaks to the authority in the place of the church for the gifts. Apostles, we'll get there. Okay. Teaching. A person who has the gift of teaching, this is really clear, and not, I hope it's clear. It's important that I be clear. The, the person who has the gift of teaching is the one who has the ability to uh, instruct, explain, expose biblical truth in such a way that people go, wow, not only do I understand it, but God changed me in it. That is, they just have the supernatural ability to explain and apply the Bible to the point that while they're teaching, you're going like, did they literally follow me all week? Like, this is crazy. Like, I needed to hear this where all of a sudden something that was like really blocking their understanding, they got with great clarity and great profound sense of, wow, like God really spoke to me. Like they're the kinds of people that when they're using this gift, you just get a greater hunger for your Bible. You're going like, I can find that the way he did. And you just, you just come alive to the scriptures. You just cannot wait. If you have the spiritual gift of teaching, you're the person who loves getting around doctrine and theology and you love people who, who, who get into the word of God. Like you hate like, well, you don't hate. You find it hard when you're in a community group and everything's about feelings, feelings, feelings. You're just like, what does the word say? We have to get back to the word, which every Christian should be about. But those with the spiritual gift of teaching, they're the ones um, who, when they hear bad theology or, or hear something that's off track, they'll do this. So they'll hear it and they'll go, mm-mm. Like, they'll just, you'll know it. You'll know it. You're like, this is, this is not good teaching. Um... And so we, we really need this, this gift. But here, here's the key. Um, there seems to be, when a teacher has this gift, 
an anointed impact of the communication. Like it just, it leads people to worship Jesus. It leads people to repent. It leads people to love God more and see him in greater majesty and glory in the word of God. They have an ability to just proclaim God and his word in a way that is, you don't even notice them. Um, that's important because many people can go to Bible college or can, you know, take courses online and learn how to rightly exegete scripture in a way that you're, you're understanding what it means in its context and you're very close to the right interpretation. Many people can go to preaching classes and learn how to organize and do notes and be good preachers, but that doesn't mean you have the spiritual gift of teaching. The spiritual gift of teaching is shown in its, does the spirit use the teaching? Right, have you ever, like, this is gonna sound mean, but have you ever been to a church where like, you, it was so boring, you got nothing out of it, but the content was fine? And you're like, I, I, this is boring and dead. Okay, I know it's, well, if the content's good, it's always good, James. Like, okay, I get that. But there are some people with the spiritual gift of teaching. Now, it's really important, again, that I say this because um, you are critical to our church, but um, I've been sharing this with so many, well, not so many people, but people in my life. I really, I'm really struggling on preaching this series. I really am. I'm having a really hard time because I want to get into a passage and just teach. Okay? I do. And... My struggle is that when you highlight a gift, though you should, and Paul says, I can't wait to come and use my gifts, the danger is that like other people can feel discouraged in those kinds of ways God's calling them into. So I don't want that because here's what the Bible teaches. In, in, in Colossians 3.16, it says, everyone at the shore church is to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teaching. That's a command for every Christian. Every Christian is to know their Bible and be a person who can teach their Bible with great clarity and great power and know that the Holy Spirit will use that teaching. So all I'm saying with the spiritual gifts is that God just uses them with a greater frequency and power. You know, like if you, if you sit under, for example, and I'll use a well-known preacher, it's like John Piper, who's got this clear spiritual gift of teaching, you come away with a greater power at times. Or, or John MacArthur, he's got the gift of teaching. You go, wow, like that was pure exegetical teaching. That was incredible. So all, all I wanna say is, is that it's for everyone. Like, be careful as we study the gifts that we, that we get good at interdependency, but we don't make too much of them, all right? Okay, I love you. I'm just trying to pastor you right now. So now we're back into the living room thing. All right. Um... If you have this gift, you're critical. You're critical to the growth of a church, to the health of a church, to the theological provision of the church. And if you're not using this gift of teaching, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit if there's a ministry that you should start. Or if there's, or you can come to me and say, would you be open to letting me teach or preach on a Sunday? Or lead, lead a Bible study? And the answer is yes. So... I mean, we'll talk more, obviously. But 
What I'm saying is the Holy Spirit hasn't just given one person the gift of teaching here. Okay. Josh is like, well, there's kind of two, so it's true. You have it, bro. All right. Uh, last word gift we're gonna look at today. This is personally one of my most needed gifts. I'll just speak from the heart. I need this gift. So if you have this gift, my phone number is 77852. You can text me at any point because I need it. And that's the gift of encouragement and exhortation. So last gift is the gift of encouragement and exhortation. Let me, let me pray. Oh, Jesus, I just ask right now that you would reveal, encourage, and um, lift up those with a spiritual gift that you have given to profoundly take your word and manifest it in a way that is needed for us to continue in our faith. I just, I pray for an unleashing Holy Spirit of the gift of encouragement and exhortation. Um, and so if those, if I just pray, if those who are here who have that gift, would you, would you just awaken it like 100%? In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so where do we see this? Um, Romans 12, 7. If service and our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation. Um, there's another translation that says this exact same thing. If your gift is to encourage, be encouraging. So the ESV says the one who exhorts in his exhortation. The NIV says if your gift is encouraging others, be encouraging. So you're like, what is it? Is it encouraging or exhorting. The answer is yes. So this, this spiritual gift is not simply being nice. Okay. It's not, it's not being the kindest person. Um, lots of people are nice and kind and really friendly and God's gifted them with natural gifts. And they're just, they're kind of like springy, like they're, you know, like Tigger all the time. And you're like, Oh, gay. Um, <laughs> But, there, but that's a natural gift. The spiritual gift is different than that gift. We're all called to show the fruits of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace. We're all called to be encouraging and exhort. But what's the spiritual gift? When you think of this gift, think coach. Think of a coach. So here's, here's one good definition. The gift of exhortation is the capacity to urge people to action in terms of applying biblical truths to encourage people generally with biblical truths or to comfort people with the application of biblical truth to meet their needs. To put it another way, if you have this gift, the way you build up is you call people's attention to the Bible so as to comfort others to not give up in their faith. Let me say that again. This gift is a word gift. People who have this gift will think of a scripture for a person and they will have no idea or they'll think of, of words while they're driving. The Holy Spirit will just go like, this is who they are and they will pull over and they have, they'll just text them and that person will be so deflated, so defeated, maybe even attacked demonically and that text will come through and the Spirit will say, I can see you. And they will bring profound encouragement into your life through the Bible. It'll be a verse, it'll be, I've, I've seen this a lot. Those two verses just come to mind for people, that's a, that's a spiritual gift of encouragement. You need to share that word. It's a word gift. The spirit will promptly 
will prompt you at exactly the right time to meet someone who's discouraged or defeated. I cannot tell you how many times, like, like, oh, I, like almost weekly I could give you a story. I will feel defeated, discouraged, and down, and the text will come. Like I can show you who has the spiritual gift by my phone. Okay, I wish I could, but I promised this congregation that I wouldn't say names, but I'm not going to. Um, uh, but they just go, um, and I'm like, there's no way. And I will tell them, I needed to hear that right then. You have the gift of encouragement. The spirit will just, you'll, you'll know, and you move. And you actually, you, the people with gifts of encouragement are so confident. I love this about them. They're like, this is for you. And you're like, okay. But, and then you're like, it was, it was, I'm sorry, you're right. Um, okay, now, along with that, because you're thinking, coach, encouragement is you're defeated, discouraged. Another way you need this gift is when you're living in sin or you're not, living for God fully, and someone who loves you enough, God will use that spiritual gift to exhort you in your faith. So let me explain it this way. Here's another definition. Do we have another one? We might. The gift of exhortation involves the supernatural ability to come alongside to help, to strengthen the weak, reassure the wavering, buttress the buffeted, steady the faltering, console the troubled and encourage. So people with this gift, here's what here's what'll happen if you have a spiritual gift and someone's ministering to you through that gift, or no, if they have it and they're ministering to you, is they will listen. They will be, people with the gift of encouragement are really good listeners. They will listen to you and um, for like an hour and, and, and the whole time. And they will be praying for a word or a verse or something. And you'll share with them and they, they will just with like one verse go, hey, I just want you to know that God sees this in you and he knows, or he'll, they'll just share a scripture and it'll comfort you and they're about to hug you. And then right before they hug you, they'll say, hey, hey wait, you know, 45 minutes ago, you said this one thing, you need to repent of that, you need to stop. And you're like, while they're hugging you. And you're like, what? just happened. And they're right. People with the gift of exhortation with great love and precision will call you on your sin and say, you need to stop that. You need to stop that. You need to repent because Jesus is not going to find greater joy in your life. If you're living in that relationship, if you're looking at what you shouldn't be looking, they will tell you that the people with the gift of exhortation will bring God's word in a convicting way that you want to change. Okay. You might even feel like at first they have the gift of discouragement, but it's not. That's exhortation. Because God, the Holy Spirit wanted you to hear that. My wife has this gift. She just, she's not here today, so she's the one person I can mention. Um, it's our anniversary today, 12 years. Yeah, yeah. Woo. Okay, did it. Um, I don't know why I said that, I'm sorry. Um, but she will, while I'm pouring out my heart, she's really good, she's, she will listen um, it's, it's the worst. She will listen and I will just, I'll pour out my heart and, um, she'll say something really encouraging about the gospel. She always brings me back to what Jesus has done. And then she'll say, be like, Hey, remember, like, this is not about you and that's pride and you need to repent. And she'll just tell me like, you need to repent. And I'm not like, who are you? Like, I'm like, yeah, that was from the Lord. That's, that's just this gift. It comes out. Others, I could mention names. I know you have this gift because the Spirit uses you to coach. Um, 
Can I just say, if this is your gift, will you every time you come in on a Sunday, every time you come into a community group, will you ask the Holy Spirit to manifest this gift? Like every time. I mean, we should do this with all the spiritual gifts, but every time, if he gives you something and you go, that's for someone, you need to know you shouldn't crave any other spiritual gift. That one is so powerful and needed because every dart that the enemy throws, I believe the Holy Spirit will prompt his gift. And if sin comes in, the gift of exhortation will go, hey, remember this, you need to repent. And he loves you and he died for that. Remember who you are in Christ. Like we need the gift of encouragement and exhortation alive in this community. And you need to have more courage than you do. Let me say this too. You also know you have the spiritual gift because you're the person in a community group who's not satisfied with superficial application. People with the gift of encouragement um, are always talking about authentic relationships. Like they want authentic community. They want to be known. They want real friendships. And here's the truth. They're right. People with the gift of encouragement know when a church is being superficial, know when it's not authentic, and they want real friendships. People with this gift, they'll actually seek out ways to share stories about God's involvement in their lives, not because they want attention, but because they know maybe God could use that. They actually talk a lot, because, but not to draw attention to themselves. They hope, they love to encourage. And so if you have, and let me say this, those of you who know, like let's say you're married or you're, you know um, you're, you know, let's say it's someone in your community group has the gift of encouragement. Know this, they are often the most lonely. Like the people with the gift of encouragement are the loneliest because no one encourages them. They don't. And so if you know someone has the gift of encouragement, when they encourage you, don't be like, oh, that was cool. Like call, be like, that was so encouraging. Like tell them, like call them, be like, this is awesome. Um, stir them up. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Here's what we're going to do. The band, you can come up. We're going to take on the next seven gifts next week. But if the Spirit stirred in your heart or confirmed this is your spiritual gift, or I saw no one pointing, so you guys are all conservative. Um, but, it, but if you felt like, you know, or you got a nudge from someone or someone has affirmed this in your life and you have one of these seven spiritual gifts, that when you're functioning in this spiritual gift, you, you do find profound joy, you feel most fulfilled as a Christian, or that you feel the presence of Jesus the strongest. If one of these gifts was mentioned and you know that's true for you, I want you to stand, okay? I want you to stand. So if you have, if you have the spiritual gift of administration, of giving, of mercy, of helps, teaching, or encouragement or exhortation, I want you to stand, okay? Be bold, take it. I want you to stand. If, if the Holy Spirit has shown you or confirmed in you that you have one of these spiritual gifts, I want you to stand. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for doing that. I know that's, you know, thank you. Praise God. Um, here's what I want you to do. I want you to, um, those of you who are standing, I want you to pray that God would give you the character to use the spiritual gift. Like I want you to ask him to give you the character for the spiritual gift. 
Um, and then I want you to, this is gonna be brave, but surrender it to him. I want you to say, Holy Spirit, this is not me. It's a gift you've given me. And if you want me to use it, manifest or in any way, this spiritual gift for the building of this body to show people the love of Jesus, I surrender it to you. So I want you to pray that. Now, those of you who are not standing, I want you to get around those who are standing and I want you to, if they're comfortable with it, lay a hand on them and I want you to pray for them. We're gonna pray for one another and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to just unleash this gift through them and pray whatever comes to mind for them.